Good evening. Welcome to Emmett Audio. I wanted to talk about motivation because today was a day of opposites. This morning, I found it very hard to get motivated. Um, not initially. I, I did all my usual morning things. It's just I hold down a lot uh, in the morning, and so there's just a lot of stuff between when I get up and when Susanna leaves on the bus and I go walk the dogs. But then I got back from walking the dogs and it was an arms day and I just, I don't know, I just felt really low energy, super low motivation and really didn't feel great. So I drank some electrolytes uh, and I did sort of the wimpiest arms workout known to man. I didn't even do my sort of the other exercises I usually do. I just did some bicep curls and some flies and some overhead presses. <laughs> just enough to say that I had done it. and. And then I curled up on the rug in front of the wood stove and took a nap. Now I know you'd scoff at this point and say, oh, that's the privilege of working from home. And you're absolutely right. It is. But I took probably about a 20 minute nap. And then I got up and I ate breakfast uh, a little bit earlier than I usually do. At that point it was closing in on 10 by the time I actually ate and from that point on I felt um, more energized I'm not sure if it was because I, I don't think it was the eating I actually think it was the nap I think what my body needed in that moment was an, a nap and some warm heat on my back so I was curled up on the rug in front of the wood stove uh, but more than that, I think it was it was just the sleep, right? It was like something wasn't quite right, and I needed the sleep. And pushing through that would have... Now, normally I would say, you know, pushing through that, you would, get, you would access some other brain chemistry that would allow you to push through it. And if I'd had to, of course, I would have and could have. But then I went on to have a real kick-ass day. I made two boxes of blanks, I carved two things, I went to the post office, cleaned my shop, sent the totals, entered the orders, sharpened the tools. The piano tuner came, I had a conversation with my best friend. My daughter came and helped me at the post office, like, oh, and, and my brother and his family are coming this evening. I, you know, I had the sort of day where at the end of it, you're like, wow, I really got that all the way to the hill. I used that day up. And the reason I think this is such a good illustration is that the first part of the day was an example of low motivation. And the second part of the day was an example of high motivation. Right? I was certainly tired. I'm tired now, but you know what? This morning I did not wear my 45-pound plate. 
walk the dogs. I think I was already sort of feeling that, like, mm, not quite filling up the snuff. And now, even though I'm tired, I'm wearing the plate. So, I think that when we tell ourselves that we're not feeling motivated, I think what happens is sometimes we think that if we were motivated, we would then do the thing. Like, we're waiting to be motivated to do the thing. And that's a bit of a trap, right? I was not motivated. And what I did when I was not motivated was I did some intense form of self-care for a defined period of time, and then I got on with my day. I did not let it extend to the point where it meant that I didn't get everything done that I intended to that day, right? Essentially, I napped instead of lifting weights. And who's to say that was maybe the better choice for my body in that moment, but the motivation that I feel now at the end of the day comes from having done all of the things, right? And the motivation I felt throughout the day was to meet that deadline, right? Essentially, like, I needed to get everything to the post office by 3.30 because I knew it was going to take them 15 or 20 minutes to get through all these packages. And their window closes at 4, and usually there's a handful of other people who show up. And So I knew that 3.30 was the last that I could get there, right? Well, 3.15 rolls around, and I still i am done with all the blanks, and thankfully I loaded everything else into the truck but the last box, but I still had to get some random mail stuff sorted out. I was rushing to get to the post office. I was motivated by that time slot. And then I feel that uh, sense of accomplishment of having gotten it done within the time frame. And there are a couple loose ends of things I didn't quite get to today that I thought I might. But those are easily tidied up into what I expect to do next week during the work week. But the point is, is that the motivation that I felt did not precede the work that I was doing. I set out the expectation for myself in my to-do list. I think that's the first thing. And often that's enough to get me motivated, right? You have a to-do list, it's got the things on it, that gives you a certain dose of motivation. But if it's not enough, right, I think part of what you need to listen to is your body. And I think something wasn't quite right with me this morning which the nap largely dealt with. And once you have, once you do something that's good for your body to change your state, and a nap honestly is probably one of the best things you can do if you're feeling low motivation and you think it might be that you, you know, if, if you feel at all sleepy, I would recommend that you set yourself out to take a little nap. Um, because frankly, I think that's the biggest leverage point. 
notice that I also uh, drank some water with electrolytes, right? And then I also, once I got up from my nap, I also fueled myself, right? Normally I would have fasted for longer, but I thought, you know what? My body is telling me it's not doing great. Let's feed it right now. So, so I did proactive things to change the situation. And then I was able to look at the day and say, okay, how much can I salvage from today? How much, you know, given, given whatever time I've taken to get myself into a different state, how much can I salvage? And you change your brain chemistry through doing hard things. And you change it in the short term and also in the long term. But in the short term, you certainly feel it. I feel so much better now, even though I'm tired and sore from a day of swinging an axe and rushing to do this and that than I did this morning. And that's not always the case, right? Often I start off the day highly motivated and my motivation is gone by the end of the day. So it's not that this pattern of feeling more, most motivated at the end of the day always holds. It's more that uh, you swing back and forth and wherever you are, be prepared for the swing that's coming and be prepared to do proactive things about it. One of the things that I like to do to keep my motivation up is to turn as many of my uh, daily habits that I want to maintain into rituals as possible. So some are easy and feel more decadent, right? But laying out my coffee in the morning so that when the time comes, all I have to do is put it on the stove, fill up the milk pitcher, put that next to it on the burner, and I'm good to go. That feels decadent, right? You could say, oh, you're just doing that because you need your caffeine, but you know, I often wait for caffeine until 11 or 12. I don't need it in the morning. It's the decadence, it's the ritual nature of preparing it and then making the coffee in the moment that that matters. Similarly, I put out the supplements that I intend to take and I make a ritual out of taking them. I lay out the electrolyte packet next to the water glass that I like to use for it, right? All these things that will help me physiologically maintain my motivation, I turn them into a ritual so that they help to ground me and support physiologically the state that I want to be in. Now, if I happen to already be in a high state, fine. But if I'm in a low state, having those things laid out is pretty invaluable because it's a lot easier to look at the electrolyte packet on the counter that you laid out knowing you're gonna take it today and say, okay, now's the time for that, then it is to have the thought with it out of sight of saying, you know what I could use right now? Electrolytes. You're not gonna remember in the moment. And that's why the things that you want to do at any given moment need to be 
there and you probably need to um, expend some time and effort into ritualistically laying them out so that they're ready to go. And I find that this extends to my shop as well. You know, at the end of a full week of making on average at least two boxes of blanks a day, uh, my shop was awash with wood chips. Probably eight inches of wood chips over next to the stump. A lot of it, you know, probably two wheelbarrows worth of wood chips that I shoved out the door an hour ago. And getting that out the door, sweeping everything out, getting my tools sharpened up so that I'm ready to go on Monday. I've tried sharpening on Monday morning, but there is nothing that saps your motivation like having to sharpen before you get to sit down and carve. And trying to maintain the discipline of sharpening last thing Friday afternoon so that you're ready to go Monday morning, like setting yourself up so that you're ready to go is such a powerful practice because in that moment of laying things out, first of all, you can make a ritual out of it, right? It's like part of the wind down ritual for your mind. For me, cleaning out my shop, sending totals, all that stuff that happens after a post office run, which I almost always do on a Friday, all of that is telling my mind, you are now going into the weekend. You know, you can system shut down. And it's, I don't need high motivation to do it because it feels like a beautiful ritual in and of itself. That said, when I'm chasing, trying to get it all done before I fade, the light fades and the dogs pee on the kitchen floor, sometimes I need a little motivation of like, ha, ah, gotta get it done. But by and large, because it's a ritual that sets me up for a shutdown, doesn't it isn't something that I'm expending motivation on and yet it sets me up to have motivation later on now the one other thing I'll say about motivation is that tracking metrics sometimes helps and sometimes hurts I've been tracking my weight every day now for two months and there have been days days when I'm on target for where I want to be you know, which is like a third of the days are great. Like that's very motivating. And then I'd say a third of the days are kind of neutral because I'm off where I want to be, but not by a ton. And then days like today where for whatever reason, you know, your weight can fluctuate by three to four pounds. And I was definitely four pounds up today from where I was yesterday. Right? So that was very demotivating. And part of the risk of keeping track of things like that is that you can get demotivated by a number that you are ascribing too much value to. So when I have a number like a daily target for how much money I'm hoping to earn, I try to hold it lightly. I try to let it push me into the things I want to do and also uh, 
and also not let it get me down. Now, now that I'm talking about it, it seems quite possible that weighing myself this morning, realizing I was four pounds heavier than yesterday, uh, was so demotivating that that's where my lack of motivation came from this morning. Quite possible, right? It's an emotional thing to set yourself a goal and then fail at it. Uh, but it's also, um, you know, that realization is um, helping me come to grips with, you know, okay, uh, you know, maybe I need to eat like this today because, and, and I know, believe me, I know that the goal is not to starve yourself and definitely not starving myself, but, um, you know, the purpose of weighing myself every day is first of all to come to appreciate this very fact that my weight fluctuates back and forth. And when I weigh myself on any given day, that weight is, is to some extent just a number that has a certain degree of variability. And to the extent that at the high end of that variability, I feel bad about myself and the low end of the variability, I feel good about myself. That's ridiculous. But the purpose of tracking that metric is so that I can get a sense of, okay, to what extent do I need to tweak my habits, right? Making sure that I'm maintaining moving my body, especially this time of year when it's easy to uh, be a little more couch potato-ish, but also thinking about, okay, what did I eat yesterday? And to what extent do I need to shave it down? What did I eat the day before that, right? How could I reduce it by 10%? And then hold there and see how things go. Come on, let's go hopping. All of which is to say that you're not gonna be motivated all the time. Come on, let's go, come on, you got it. Hop and back, hop and back. You're not going to stay motivated all the time. There's going to be days and times of day when you're not going to be motivated. And it seems to me that the key, yeah, 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 I'm putting my seatbelt on. It seems to me that the key to not letting that momentary lack of motivation or demotivation um, sabotage your goals is to anticipate that it's going to happen and to have essentially laid out props for yourself so in that moment you can maintain your habits that you intend to have to the best of your ability giving yourself some slack and also do the things that will help get you back motivated sometimes all I need to do if I'm lacking motivate like if I experience like a wash of demotivation today a lot of times it's because something big has changed and I can no longer do all the things that are on my to-do list right the simplest and most effective way to gain my motivation back if that's the case is to 
simply rewrite my to-do list. And there's something that happens when I rewrite my to-do list that it like it resets my motivation and and I'm able to let go of the previous list and what I was expecting of myself, right? The holding it loosely and say, okay, moving forward, here's what I'm planning to do, here's how I'm going to gracefully accommodate this unforeseen circumstance. Uh, and some days I have to do that two, three, four times, depending on the day. Some days are crazy. Other days I knock everything off the list that I intended, but that's not every day. That's maybe 25 to 30% of days are like that. And most days require revision. And even though it's a little demotivating to have to revise your plan, that original plan was itself a revision of the thing that came before. So that's a helpful thought, is to recognize that whatever your plan was that isn't going to plan, that itself was only a reaction and a revision to whatever came before it. And that's always going to be true. And so holding our goals lightly enough and yet tenaciously enough that we can gracefully accommodate whatever's going on but still keep coming back to that thread that we mean to be pulling like taking a nap and then getting up and doing the day anyway I think that's a winning combination and now it's time to go make some biscuits thank you for listening everyone Talk tomorrow.